Zenkai Boost is a 100% fan-created project. None of us are associated with Toei, Madman, Funimation, Manga Entertainment, or Fuji TV. We're just four nerds who really like Dragon Ball Z Kai, and we hope you will too, so long as you support the official release. Oh, and this show? Definitely not safe for work, so make sure your headphones aren't turned up so loud everyone will know your secret shame. I thought that was just a reference to that Master Disguise movie. <laughs> Sorry. Danny Carvey is in the show, though. Where? All around us. Huh? Look around you. Oh, my God. His inspiration is everywhere. <laughs> Welcome to Zenkai Boost. It's the show where we watch and review Dragon Ball Z Kai. My name's Max Newland. I'm Blaine Corliss. I'm Kevin Hillerick. And I'm Max Kostrak. And uh, this is the show uh, where we, like I said, watch and review Dragon Ball Z Kai, and we've got a, a pretty juicy episode for you today. But first... Uh-oh, 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 before we get started... What is it? We have some corrections to go over, you guys, because guess what? I watched the first... Uh, four episodes over again this week, and I discovered that we made some mistakes along the way. Oh, but yeah. but I'm always right. Turns out we goofed it up, but that's okay because you know we admit to our mistakes here at Zenkai Boost, and I think this is a good chance for us to redeem ourselves. And you know we'll do a few hail marys or whatever. But uh, let's go ahead and get to number one, guys. We claimed the wrong the wrong thing about the key blast, the first key blast was absolutely not the double-barreled Raditz firing that took Piccolo's arm. Get out of town. Uh, in fact, the very first episode, you remember when Raditz charges up that beam, but he doesn't fire it at Piccolo? He does that after Piccolo fires a laser at oh, him. Fuck. Oh, you're right. Oh, and you're he completely takes right. it, and he's fine. That one's mine. I fucked that yeah, one. Yeah, Kevin, that's on you, and we'll, we're all radiating bad vibes your way, so don't fuck up again. I you know, it. this is... Um, okay, <laughs> so number two, this was a really big one. Um, Max, <laughs> uh, I gotta put you on blast a little bit, because Houdini um, <laughs> was not actually killed... Are you about to give me the, the true story of Harry Houdini's death? Of Harold Harry Houdini. Houdini was not killed by being head-butted through, straight through the chest by a child. No, no, it was actually the bleeding that occurred after that child rocketed through okay. his chest that ultimately <laughs> led to his death. Sure. Okay, I'll grant you that one. And that's all I've got. Wow, guys, so we, do, we actually did pretty mm. good. Yeah. We did pretty good. I mean, nobody's perfect, but we did pretty good. Now, if you have found any additional mistakes we've made, please do not email them to us. Please don't email us about anything. <laughs> just, just, just don't. But if you do, just it's zenkaiboost at gmail.com. Zenkaiboostpodcast. Fuck, it's zenkaiboostpodcast at gmail.com. Fuck. Another correction. <laughs> Another correction. <laughs> correction oh, number three. No. <laughs> All right, so... so. Let's talk about this Let's episode, about this I guess. Episode. Wilderness Survival, A Moonlit Night Awakens Gohan. This is absolutely the title of a romance novel. Yeah, it is. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, dude. This, uh, the, the moonlight awakens him, you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. So, well, so we open on uh, Gohan has, uh, as Piccolo instructed. Oh, hold on a second, uh, guys. There is something. We have a bit of a tradition on this show. Uh, I hate to we have a tradition? to it. Yeah. Um, no! No, I know what's going on! You guys, how do you guys feel about the opening? Well, to be honest, I actually kind of, uh, I think I lost time during <laughs> You entered a dissociative <laughs> state while it was happening? I, I'm, because I'm, I, I barely remember watching it this time. 
You guys, you guys, if, if we can be real, we know I have idle chit chat over this this opening and it turned out as as me and Kevin had a minor conversation. I forgot the opening and thought that it was a different opening. Are you serious? What? You actually thought you were watching a different one? I stroked out very hard <laughs> and thought something was completely different. Blaine, what have we told you? Yes. And I went back and I re-listened to it and I was like, shit. I'm wrong. It's it, This is the exact same opener. It's just as bad as I thought, though I still find bits of it catchy, and I hate myself for it. I just think Blaine is uh, beginning to develop a Stockholm Syndrome, but for uh, bad anime openings. Maybe, but I, I gotta say, I'm going with my theory here. I believe this song is, is lubricated with some sort of slippery brain slime that doesn't allow it to stick in the head. I'm getting a little better about understanding it now, but it still slides right out of there, and I can see myself forgetting all every single detail of this from one episode to the next so i can't really blame you for that blaine i don't think that's your brain guys have i like unknowingly accidentally unleashed some kind of killer mimetic brain agent on you all are you guys okay i've had a lot more trouble concentrating at work i do have to say that i'm thinking about it and i I, if you asked me to hum the the theme to you i don't think i could do it right now like i just immediately revert to uh super saiyan 3's theme and that just plays in my head on loop and then when i think about the other song it's just white noise well of course because the super saiyan 3 say what you will about bruce falconer uh his super saiyan 3 theme is probably the coolest piece of music associated with the american release of dragon ball z Mm -hmm. overall a, a vastly inferior soundtrack but it had some great tracks there's some pretty cool moments that came like that 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 score really helped you know underscore in a way like especially uh some of the later sequences in namek i don't know i felt his track his score was pretty sci-fi heavy you know what i mean with all the like the guitars and the the weird sine wave kind of stuff going on in the background the synth yeah the synth it was just very sci-fi very 80s and I mean, that has a place in Dragon Ball Z, which arose from an 80s anime. But like, oh, yeah, there's also moments where it was like, what is this honky bullshit? <laughs> yeah, just just weird. He just pulled some random objects and started making noises on them. Should we also should we just apologize real quickly? Um, if you're watching this show and you don't own Dragon Ball Z Kai, like physical media, I'm really sorry about how hard it is to stream. Yeah, it was a kind of a, a, a really risky maneuver for us yeah. to start a podcast about a show that you can't get anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry about that, everybody. Uh, Whoops. Yeah. Like, I wanted to not, not, not bring this up to you guys. I feel like I'm going to lose some credit, but uh, I, uh, I watched it. And then there's a part in this I'll, I'll, I'll link to or I'll allude to later on that that uh, happened. That I was like, I don't recall this happening. So I went and I looked over again and it turned out I actually wasn't watching Kai on that episode. So I had to go rewatch oh it. Oh, my God. Blame. <laughs> Were you watching the original Dragon Ball Z? I, th- I think I was. I-, I watched it and there's a there's a bit that comes <laughs> in and I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I was sitting there like. Like, uh, Kevin, you said you said something in our discord and it was. I, like I'll, I'll, it's, it's the part where you say that she 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 pulls out the gun and shoots everybody. Oh no! I uh, I was sitting there. I was, I was like, "There's no fucking gun. What the hell are you talking about?" And then I watched a comparison. I was like, "Oh no, I'm just really dumb." So yeah, it's really hard to find. Is Blaine? Is that why you thought the opening song was different? Oh, oh, you got if you watched yeah if you watched the original Dragon Ball Z, you no know, wonder you thought that the opening was better. That's because it was. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The, the beginning of this episode, we open on exactly what we left 
which is Piccolo and Gohan. Uh, Gohan has obeyed Piccolo's orders and is taking off his tunic. And, and, and in return, has been given a sweet wife beater. Yeah, he looks like John McClane, like little tiny John McClane. Super badass little four-year-old. Yeah, very badass for, four-year-old. For, for this brief instant. For, for a yeah, moment. Yeah, right until that gets shattered. It just goes to shit. And we learn that Piccolo's idea for the training regimen here is six months of wilderness survival, and then six months of, like, combat kung fu fighting training. Absolutely, because if there's one thing that's going to take down the Saiyan menace, it's professional camping skills. The tried and true training method throughout the generations, absolutely, Piccolo's following here is leave a child in the desert. It'll all work out from there. And if if the child loves you, it will come back. <laughs> but you got to leave it, you know? Can, can I just point out, like, I've loved watching Piccolo fly away. Like, he just was like, I'm out, Peace. and just pulled away. Right before that, he tells Gohan that what's happening to him is just his fate when everything that's happening to him is based on a conscious choice that Piccolo is making. It's basically Piccolo's yeah, fault. Yeah, it's all Piccolo's fault. Yeah. Wait, wait. Let's, let's, let's take this back a little bit further. Let's think about this chronologically. Piccolo wakes him up by throwing him in, in a pool of water, holds him down. out and goes, your dad, is, your dad is dead. There are people coming to kill everybody. I'm going to leave you alone now for uh, six months. Bye. Because you're my trump card. <laughs> Still better father than <laughs> because Goku. Because I'm, I'm fucking stumped. I have no better idea than throw a four-year-old at these clowns. I think Piccolo might be lazy. Is Piccolo lazy? He might be. I think he's still a great dad. <laughs> That's yet I to be proven. That's yet. This to is this is like Daddy Warbox, you know, and you know from uh, Annie. You know when Annie gets first introduced, <laughs> they don't get along at all. Now I haven't seen Annie in many, many, many years, but I'm fairly certain that uh, uh, Mr. Warbucks didn't um, leave Annie in a desert. No, no, no. She okay, he left he, her you're right. He didn't leave her in a desert, then... but he did throw her against a rock. <laughs> 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 and, and it's it's through this love that Piccolo is going to develop, much like Daddy Warbucks did for Annie. That this is. Are you calling him Daddy Warbucks? Warbucks. Pardon me, Warbucks. <laughs> I'm still stroking out from that opening. Oh, great. Good. Daddy Daddy Warbucks. That sounds like an an orc from Warhammer 40k. (laughs) So how about that Goku on Snake Way? Hold on, hold on. There's there's something I want to give you right here. I think it's really funny that Gohan's main worry is lions and tigers. And we learn... Not 15 minutes later, that lions and tigers would be a million times preferable to what's actually out in the wilderness. Dinosaurs. Dinos. This show has dinosaurs. fucking dinosaurs. Real in it, guys. living dinosaurs. And this has been a thing since Dragon Ball, uh, by the way. Like, this is, they've, they've fought dinosaurs in, like, the first couple episodes. To me, that really, that really cements its, its place as, like, the ultimate like little kid power fantasy that this show is. And I'm not knocking it, but it is amazing that this show has big buff dudes shooting lasers and fighting each other and dinosaurs and rocket motorcycles. Like guys in six episodes, there've been two guns. So wow. Yeah. 
So, so guys, before we get to the dinosaurs, actually, there was another scene week, and we got some pretty important information in yes, that scene, too. Yes, yes, yes. This is our, like, exposition scene for the episode. But he's, even that one, it's light on exposition. Oop, 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 oop. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Hold on, hold on. Before we get to all this exposition, um, because Kami starts talking wide away, but who is he talking to, Kevin? Will you give me the name uh, of that character? Uh, Mr. Popo. That's Popo-sama. Mr. Popo-sama. I sort of want to use the honorific there to show respect for this character. And um, for anybody who doesn't know about this character, what is this character? Popo is a, I don't know, like a, a, he's a, a, genie. a jinn or something. Yeah, like a, he's like a jinn that lives on top of Kami's lookout. And he's basically like he's he's Kami's friend and companion and uh, like slave. Bitch. Wow, guys. Jesus. Wow. They love each other. They're very good <laughs> friends. Pretty, they're, they're, they're very close. Oh, it's that kind of relationship. <laughs> oh. Uh, he's actually pretty strong, too. Uh, Popo's uh, powerful. He's, yeah, he's actually very powerful. He helps train Goten and Trunks later on, much, much later on in the series. But yeah, the the uh, artistic design on his character. But his, yes, his... Uh, oh, it's a product boy. of a bygone um, era, shall we say. It's a. Yeah, he's really blue. That has that you know that. Wait, he's not blue. Blaine, he's what? definitely not blue. Am I watching the wrong episode Are you again? About King Kai. Blaine, he has never been blue. Blaine, I, I could have sworn that they they censored him at one point to be blue. They made him a little bit purple in I, one of the TV cuts. I wish they had. They did. They gave him the Jinx treatment in one of the TV cuts. Oh, is he a black man? His design is not good. <laughs> His design is uh. A uh, very, uh, very not okay. It's problematic. Picture it's, an otherworldly creature that, it's for some good. reason, has decided to impersonate two racial stereotypes at once. <laughs> that's Mr. Pope. That's Popo-sama. And I'm, we're very sorry about him. And trust me, we're going to talk more about Mr. Popo, but uh, go ahead, Kevin. What were you saying about this scene? The scene itself, it was, it, well, Kami's up on the, uh, we cut to Kami's lookout. And Kami is, uh, he's, he's able to see what's going on on Earth. So he's, you know, he's observing events and he's, he's very concerned about Gohan, but he's not going to do anything to help. He's not, he's just going to, he's just going to stay up there. Cool God. Watching. He's, he's just, he's, he's really worried, but he does, he's, eh. he's not that worried. So, uh, we find out that Kami has foreseen that he is going to die in a year. And he doesn't know exactly how it's going to happen, but he assumes that since the Saiyans are going to be there in a year, either if he doesn't die of old age, it's probably a Saiyan-related death. And that is a weird phrase right there. It's either going to be violent murder at the hands of the Saiyans, or old age. Let's get really old, you know? And kick the fucking Narrowed bucket. Narrowed it down. So, uh, we find out uh, in this monologue... Uh, some pretty significant information uh, that if Kami dies, uh, so will Piccolo. And vice versa. Yeah, they have they share. They, Kami explicitly refers to them as two sides of the same coin, mm -hmm. which they don't really explain. They just say, well, this goes back to Dragon Ball a little bit. Um, originally oh. I had to be there for Dragon Ball for this bit. Oh, shit again. Kami and Piccolo were originally one being an incredibly powerful uh, Namekian, who um, I have to admit, I don't remember how, but it be, he bec becomes stranded on Earth. He decides that he is going to purge the evil from himself 
but when he does so, it it, it, it animates. It's not just that he he ex expunges it from his body; it, that it takes form as a. a his evil poo poo came to life. <laughs> it's basically yeah, and it's basically they are you know uh uh I'd fairly more or less identical, and the other half that uh, was created, the evil half that was created, was uh Piccolo Diamond, Demon King the, Piccolo from the from the, Dragon Ball. And so when Goku defeats King Piccolo, uh, and by Houdining him, I don't I didn't verb that very well, but you know. Houdiniing. Houdini. No, maybe it's maybe it's just <laughs> Houdini. Maybe it's Deenan. He deemed him. No, he got he, he got done. <laughs> he got deenied. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, so so after Goku defeats King Piccolo, uh, King Piccolo uses the last of his life force to generate an egg that he spits out of his mouth. Um, because Namekian uh, reproduction is super weird. Um, Reverse Yoshi. <laughs> and so that egg contains Piccolo, the Piccolo that we know. That's our buddy. Uh, That's Piccolo Jr. So essentially Piccolo is not, strictly speaking, the evil side of the great Namekian, you know, who was once stranded on Earth. He is the descendant of that He person. is. He is and he... He is and he is. Now I get it's it. This of, is very simple. It's actually kind yeah. of like, don't... Uh, I hope this, what I'm about to say, isn't, like, really stupid and offensive, <laughs> but it's kind of like the Trinity. <laughs> like, like, a little, little bit. Like, just a little bit. <laughs> the Father, Son. Does that, wait, does that make, Pic does that make Piccolo J Jesus? Is Piccolo Jesus? Remember when Jesus loses an guys, arm? Is, guys, is Piccolo Jesus? This is a theory we'll have to develop further. Really, we we really have to come back to Piccolo as Jesus. Like, that's going to be a big, oh my god, uh, I can already see it. Okay, yeah, no, we're going to come back to this. We're going we're gonna to definitely put a, pin in Pic <laughs> put, a, put a pin in green Jesus for now. We're going to move All on. Right. All right. Uh, let's see. Mr. Popo. Uh, he's weird. Okay, they say there's time for only one more wish. How do they know that? Okay, so I can explain. Like, is there a cooldown on the balls? There is. There is a cooldown. Some versions have said it's a year. Other versions have said it's it's something less than a year. I think 270 days, I've heard said before. Okay, but still, yeah, they but can only do, yeah, like, one you wish. Can, you yeah, can I pretty gotcha. much only do one wish a year uh, is what mm -hmm. that ultimately amounts to. But they're um, also hard as fuck to find. They have a dragon radar now, but... And like, that makes sense, but at the same time, like... A lot of these characters, especially Piccolo, are, like, so overpowered, they're basically walking into level one dungeons. Like, who's going to stop him from taking the ball? Guys, the surface of the Earth is, like, 70% water, okay? Yeah, how many ocean balls? Oh. Like, that should be, like, five of the seven Dragon Balls should end up in the ocean if it's actually being equitable. Well, they've, I mean, they've had to go into the ocean plenty of times for, for, for Dragon Ball-related purposes. Shenanigans. Those persnickety balls. <laughs> <laughs> Those slippery balls. Those slippery, slippery balls. Oh, God damn it! We then cut to Goku, and it gets a little bit silly, uh, because, you know, they got that silly track, and they goddamn well gotta use it. Uh, Goku uh, gets a sneak peek at hell, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. right, because he's being super dumb and starts jumping from, from spot to spot. Yeah, on, and he... Along Snake Way. He catches himself uh, with his flying powers, but it's kind of a problem that nobody seems to have for the rest of the series, you know? Like sinking or, or like not being able to stop while flying. I still have no idea where he learned how to fly. Uh, you know, this is, this is Maybe this is ghost flight because he is a ghost. 
Well, he does fly before when he's alive, though. But maybe, maybe being a ghost means he can't fly as well. I don't know the ghost rules. Um, I assume they're pretty loose. Yeah, well, he's I mean, talking about being hungry. hungry. Yeah, we already, yo, we already heard uh, the guy in the last episode say that he shouldn't have to worry about being hungry because he's dead. But then Goku, in defiance of the laws of life and death, is still hungry. Well, I think he said he couldn't starve, right? Yeah, the so guy specifically said you won't starve. Hungry. He didn't say you won't get hungry. We get a great line from Goku in this scene. Note to self, do not go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's right after he fights, it fights off the shadow grabby hands. Uh, and that makes a great cut into the next scene. Gohan's... The weirdest scene of all Gohan's time. Gohan's wailing, tearful piss on a rock. <laughs> Gohan is, is urinating on a rock, and he's having a really good cry. Like, he's really... He's leaking fluids from top to bottom. From top to bottom. <laughs> and... I would like to say there was some very unnecessary Foley work on this scene. <laughs> I did not need to hear the piss in such high fidelity. There's really no reason why he shouldn't be completely dehydrated after this. Right? <laughs> like, I'm so yeah. glad you said that. Yeah, no, no, yeah. But so uh, immediately after this, uh, uh, Gohan is interrupted and finds himself in Jurassic Park. And the big fucking dinosaur is chasing him. And the dinosaur has this cool, like, head crest going on. It's scarred. It's definitely not just a T-Rex. Yeah, it's like a a mega, mega dinosaur. Uh, And some sort of dinosaur that was irradiated by the Dragon Balls, I assume. So are the Dragon Balls like mega stones, the dinosaurs? No, I'm saying they're highly radioactive materials oh okay fair enough i, I, I yield. <laughs> they're like the uh the super mutants in fallout those dinosaurs yeah oh okay exactly somebody nobody's ever nobody's ever taken a geiger counter to shenlong <laughs> so gohan it looks like he's about to get eaten like it seriously looks like this dinosaur is about to eat him and then he gets really mad and teleports um which is not something that we really see another thing that we don't really see again <laughs> They're kind of they're kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks with regards to Gohan's hidden power. Well, yeah, they, they it really, goes well, all over the place. Well, they really give kind of everybody a lot of like weird things that they never really do again. Uh, we rarely like Piccolo's telekinesis, Goku's kamehameha bending, clothing beam. Well, that that sticks around. <sighs> Goku's weighted <laughs> training shirt. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I, I have a question for you guys regarding Saiyans. Yeah. So if a Saiyan gets scared. Does it get scared for like a couple seconds and then immediately gets pissed? Because this is twice I feel like Gohan gets scared and then immediately gets to angry. Because when I get scared, I don't tend to get angry. I just stay scared. <laughs> like, is, is that a saying thing? It might be. Is that I weird? Mean, they might have some crazy self-preservation instinct, like like a million times stronger self-preservation instinct. I just can't justify it to myself. Like, I, I, I just can't think of a scenario for me where, like, I go from being scared to angry. I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong. I, like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just to me, I don't know why he just doesn't. Blaine, are you really going there, though? Are you really picturing that dinosaur and its big jaws about to crunch you? Oh, yeah, but I wouldn't be like, ah, oh, I'm mad now. I'd probably just be, ah. He's probably just mad because his piss got interrupted. I, I, feel, <laughs> I, I feel like that would be a weird emotional transition anyway. <laughs> yeah. Blaine, I yeah. don't think that that's, I, I feel, I don't, I don't think that being, I feel like a lot of people get angry after something scares them. Like, look at haunted houses where a lot of people try to, like, attack the, uh, the actors. God, that must be the worst thing. They'd realize they're, it's fake, but I mean, for him in this scenario, obviously this is still fake, but, or not real, but I mean, it's like a dinosaur no, 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 coming no. after Gohan's the dinosaur's not going to be like, kidding, bro. 
Gohan's an actor. That dinosaur is a dog in a CGI suit. It's all very safe. Uh, so he teleports to the top of a very, 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 very tall pillar um, with apparently no way to get down. And do we already see uh, who's, got, who's got their eyes on him? We don't see that until a little later. I want to say that I think that what they've done here with this episode uh, is is they've created a really interesting juxtaposition between Gohan and Goku, where you see Goku's got this... They've both got a big, weird journey ahead of them, but Goku's is, like, a lot more lighthearted. He's more capable, and he has... Even though he's dead. Even though he's dead, he, he has more direction, whereas Gohan is sort of out there finding it. himself. Yeah, he wants to do it, whereas Gohan's being forced to do it. It's almost like Gohan's a little crybaby bitch, and I hate him. Yeah, this episode <laughs> kind of turned me around that corner. Like, usually, at, at first I was like, well, this is, I mean, it's very traumatic, obviously, to, to subject a child to this. But he's kind of a fucking brat, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, he's four. Kind of really shitty. He is four, but I don't think a four-year-old complaining makes for good television. Oh, I agree. <laughs> but I mean, from a storytelling standpoint. And we get a break from the four-year-old complaining to go back to my favorite sitcom situation. Oh, yes. <laughs> the incredible comedy of errors that is everyone trying to tell Chi-Chi that her husband and child are gone. Uh, everybody piles on Krillin immediately because he didn't... Well, he didn't get the Dragon he didn't Balls. fucking tell her. He didn't get the fucking Dragon Balls. Bulma's like, you could have just blurted it out, which I feel like she has a point, but that's going a little far. Maybe a little tactless. Yeah, knock knock. Your husband's hey, dead. Goku died. <laughs> Roshi has probably do that flying by. Roshi has probably the best suggestion ever, which is maybe we should write a letter to Chi Chi. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should fucking pen her a sonnet about her dead husband Goku. <laughs> Not even the military is that cold. No, <laughs> they're not. <laughs> oh boy! So end of goofs. So, so we cut. We, <laughs> so we cut. We cut back from there uh, to Gohan uh, once again. Uh, Still on a rock, stuck on a mountain that he accidentally climbed, um, whining about being hungry. Piccolo and... gets a little tsundere in this scene. What is? Yeah. What is, <laughs> Piccolo drops him oh, off some some apples. But it looks like, I mean, it looks like the wind just kind of drops the apples off. And Gohan has a moment where he's like, wait a second, there's no trees up here. But then he's just like, eh. He even has a thought bubble with a picture of a tree in it, which I thought was a little on the nose. <laughs> like, we get it. There's no trees. But he eats them. They look tasty. But he's still about the whole time. Yeah, fucking, they turn out to be sour apples, and Gohan oh. is like, oh, you just, it's, it's food. The yeah. universe hands you some life-giving food, and you're mad that it doesn't taste great. Just fucking eat it. God. <laughs> Quit bitching, you child, and eat your fucking apples. This is They're good for you. <laughs> Oh man, you are going to be a great parent. Mm, that's why I'm not having kids. So, nope. This scene made me very nervous because Gohan is awake at night and he still has his tail. Oh yeah, we knew it was coming, and it moves. That is that is a recipe for some 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 bad bad news. But it turns out to not happen just yet. And Gohan awakes to see the sun and reacts as though it's the worst thing that's ever happened when he sees the sun. <laughs> Gohan hates the sun. Fuck you, stupid fire. Well, I mean, to be fair, he is a four-year-old stuck on top, the top of a giant uh, 
pillar. We do get a little clip of Piccolo, like, sort of, he seems to, like, justify to himself what he's doing. Like, well, he's he's mad about it, but he's still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> this hurts me just as much as it hurts you. <laughs> so... From there, we cut back to Kame House. This this episode is like a volleyball or like a tennis match. It's just back it, and forth. We are we got two different things. Go, three. Well, we've got Chi Chi uh, and Big Dad. Chi Chi and Big Dad. The Queen helicopter parent and Ox King. Oh yeah, there's that short discussion where they talk about how uh, Goku's a shitty dad. I had a note in here about how Ox King seems like he seems very clearly like he has been doing this his whole life, trying to talk Chi Chi down at like all costs because he's got this very perfect practice expression on his face. But if you look at his forehead, it's got beads of sweat all over it. <laughs> so he's panicking. High stakes. Oh, uh, I like how Chi Chi. Is talking about how she doesn't want Gohan to become a homeless bum. Yes. But if it, when it goes straight to it, that's kind of what he is at that point in time right now. It's just a homeless kid on a rock. Some more of Chi Chi's dramatic irony, yeah. What a bum that four year old child is. What a bum. Look at that young toddler bum. Just bumming. Bumming what around. A, Taking free apples from a green alien. <laughs> <laughs> Taking green apples from an immigrant. <laughs> Why can I? I can only think of Popo right now. You put me oh in this dark God. place. What the oh fuck, no, man! So we get so we get back to Kame House, and uh, Bulma has done some cool work on the Scouter. Uh, but because Krillin and Roshi are not excited about the cool work she's done, she shoots, oh them, God, with she shoots them with a fucking gun. gun. Yeah, she gets that a was gun out and up. shoots them. Hey, she's just like, being a little bit irrevisible bullet wounds on both of them. And the turtle. Yeah, she's shooting rubber bullets. What's going on here? Like, this, is this a regular occurrence? Does she carry around that fucking machine gun with just some kind of pellet in it just to whenever they don't give her attention for fixing something? <laughs> it's how she's trained them. I mean, it's really cool that she repaired alien technology. That's amazing, but you don't shoot people with a fucking gun. I like, I'm thinking about this. Actually, I'm actually coming around to it. I want I think it'd be a good idea for all of us to invest in airsoft guns. And anytime somebody messes with you, you just light them up. <laughs> well, guys, it's like the um, it's like the 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 can full of pennies. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, with the dog. Yeah, you except shake it's a it. gun that shoots bullets at people. Anyway, she, she's she's adapted the scouter. She's she installed an English character language pack to it. Yes, as you do. And she reads Krillin and Roshi, and they make a fun joke about how old yeah, Roshi what? is. That blew my mind, because she's like, 131? Uh, I'm way older than that. What? So he's, Master Roshi is actually 300 years old uh, in the series. It's a key uh, thing, right? Huh. Like, that's how he's able to live that long? Well, it's... He's I think never, it's the beard. It's never really been revealed. Uh, he's, he's, he's answered in a number of different ways when asked. Uh, throughout history. Uh, so there's no real, like, concrete, as far as I've been able to find, uh, there's no officially established right way as far as uh, what he what he did to obtain this weird immortality. It's not the Dragon Balls, as far as I know. Maybe it's the porn mags. Anyway, I don't think that's it. That's I just gotta go with my gut here. <laughs> oh my god. They fill him with vitality. So, 
<laughs> so so we learn that Krillin is stronger than Master Roshi, and he was he's almost as strong as Goku. Very very uh, close. Yeah, Krillin's power level is uh, two hundred six. Hey. Very nice. And uh, after we learn these two things and we, we get sort of a, uh, we, Bulma talks a little bit about her plans to use the scouter. We, <laughs> I would say that there's a knock on the door, but there isn't a knock. There's just someone outside going, hey, <laughs> hey. And it's uh, Yajirobe, who is an old friend from Dragon Ooh, Ball. Great voice. Oh, well, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is in, this is Yajirobe's first appearance in the series. Yeah. I really like Yajirobe a lot as uh in the show, and I love the archetype he represents, the sort of like, you know, useless lazy guy who pretends to not like being included in things, but also wants to be the hero a little bit. Just a little bit. Just he's, a little bit. He's come He's come uh, with a message from Corrin, who, uh, for the uninitiated, Corrin is a, a weird talking cat that lives halfway up the tower uh, to Kami's lookout. Kami's place is a duplex, and Corrin lives in the Very glad floor. the episode gave us no context about that. I the love only that thing part. we get is he makes the cat face. Yeah. Yeah, I did see and that. And if you don't know Corrin is a cat, you might not have any idea what the fuck he's doing right there. So, so Corrin, and he, and he pl- Corrin is a character who played a significant role in Dragon Ball. Uh, he, was, he, pr- he protected this sacred water and if i'm correct me if i'm wrong but i believe corin also maintains a garden which grows a special MacGuffin known as a senzu bean which is oh a, boy the senzu beans which yes, is like a jelly bean indeed. that gives you lots of food and healing and what all it does this the, it is a magical bean that uh, uh, when eaten will restore any injury uh, as long as you are not dead that's pretty fucking good it's pretty am- yeah. fucking great like Wow, what a thing. I make a good I, smoothie. That's like Wish a cooked that. hearty truffle in Breath of the Wild. You like that, uh, guys? It's topical. I don't. I don't have a switch, you motherfucker. I don't either. <laughs> I just want one. I just want to play it really badly. Corin has sent Yajirobe to summon Krillin, Tenshinhan, Chaozu, and Yamcha for a special training. Uh, Kami's lookout to prepare for the Saiyans. Yajirobe gives us one of the best one-liners I think I've ever heard in this show. Krillin asks him if we if if like they have a choice of coming, and Yajirobe says, "You don't, or at least I didn't, but I don't care. Do whatever you want," <laughs> so, which is cool. Uh, but uh, Max, having not been familiar with Dragon Ball, are you familiar with those characters? I mean, you've probably seen them in the later nope. parts of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah, I know Yajirobe. Um, I do not remember the. Character. <laughs> Uh, so Yamcha is the guy with long hair and a scar on his face. He used uh, to be Bulma's oh, boyfriend. Oh, knock off Goku. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Uh, Ten Shinhan is the guy with three eyes. Who never wears a shirt. Okay, yeah. Never, ever wears a shirt. I can respect that. Uh, <laughs> and then Chaozu... If I had abs, I'd never wear a shirt, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Chaozu is the... Uh, weird little, uh, doll-looking guy. Oh, yeah. He's kind of like uh-huh. a Russian nesting doll, a little bit, uh, I think. He's always, always hanging out with Tenshin Han. Uh, they're like, they're best friends. The bros. So after y- Yajirobe leaves, presumably to go find the rest of the folks that, uh, he's been sent to summon, another car starts, appears on the horizon, and at first they think it's Yajirobe coming back, but uh-oh, it's Chi-Chi oh boy, and the Ox King, which means that all the plans that they just made on how they were gonna approach the situation have gone out the window and they have to improvise now. So Ox King is 
super super excited to see everybody. Like he's he from from still across the ocean. He is excitedly Screaming greeting, at them. greeting everyone. Master Roshi, meanwhile, basically has resigned himself to death. Yeah. <laughs> Master Roshi's like, all right, 300 years, that's it. That's I had a good one. <laughs> that's a pretty good run. And uh, when, when Ox King arrives, he, uh, as we mentioned, is a former student of Master Roshi. And he is so, he's so jazzed to see Roshi that he fully prostrates himself in front of him, bows with his head all the way to the ground. And This and- is a very big thing. Like, this is a, 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 a Japanese cultural thing and it is, that's a, that's an extremely significant gesture and Roshi is so uncomfortable in this moment he doesn't <laughs> know what to be. say what he settles on saying isn't great <laughs> they tell Chi Chi that Gohan has been kidnapped Chi Chi asks why Goku isn't doing something about it and Roshi responds he's kind of dead <laughs> I'd say he's pretty dead he might be all the way dead he's got a halo <laughs> He's at ten least, out of ten. He's 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 dead-ish. And then uh, uh, Chi Chi faints on the spot. Which ultimately, uh, uh, I think that's probably seems, the best scenario. It kind of seems like it worked out compared to what everybody was worried about. Yes. Yeah, I think everyone was worried about a lot of manslaughter and, and like murder happening. I wonder what Chi Chi's like, power level is when she gets well. mad. It's a good question. Someone on the internet has proposed an answer to that question. I'm fully a thousand percent certain. I mean, surely. I bet they have evidence and stuff. Yeah, too. they've got like a, a fucking a pretty long thread. There are, there are charts. There are graphs. <laughs> Reference images, <laughs> figures one through seven. Oh, do you, hey, do you guys remember? Um, uh, do you guys remember the move? Oh boy! Oh boy! So we, oh. Here we go. We, we cut to the next scene, and really, we're cutting to just the fucking moon, gigantic in the sky, and Piccolo watching a four-year-old starve to death. So, How okay, far? Let's talk for a second here, because Gohan, this is his second night on that mountain he has not come down he has had two apples to eat he has had nothing to drink since piccolo left and he's depleted the body leaf this is a hardy four-year-old he had yeah he had already depleted all of his bodily fluids before that this this child's body is a desert uh and uh well he he kind of thinks to himself oh that's funny i've never seen my shadow outside before i mean at night before (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> Gohan's a vampire, actually, is the thing. Uh, and he loves the night. And he looks up behind him and sees for the first time in his life the full moon. And it's like immediate. And, and in that instant, it kind of seems like did, did the moon get way, way closer all of a sudden? That's what the shot looked like. Yeah, the moon is like takes up the whole fucking sky in this shot. I mean, surely it's artistic choice, but holy fuck, Akira Toriyama. Like, I don't want to know what the title situation on this planet well, is. Well, it's about to get a lot more complicated because <laughs> Gohan goes full Teen Wolf and, and does a really good transformation accompanied by the worst heartbeat sound effect I've ever heard in my life. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, Max. He goes bananas. He go- <laughs> <laughs> he does if we reference the uh, episode, the original episode title uh, from for the re- well, the original Funimation episode title. He, yes. he goes totally bananas, falls immediately off the mountain, so that problem is solved. Uh, he then knocks the mountain down with very little effort, just, and um, after that, just starts barfing lasers everywhere, shooting them big, crazy pink lasers out of his mouth. Just lasers for days guys i love mouth lasers <laughs> mouth lasers cool. are hilarious mouth lasers are awesome 
they seem pretty uncomfortable. I'm sure they are. Like, it definitely hurts, but it looks very, very cool. His throat's all burnt up. Piccolo flashes back to something he heard Raditz say, which is that the full moon is the source of the Saiyan's true power. Now, I'd like to stop for just a second because Raditz said that, am am I mistaken? Raditz said that on the beach to Goku. Yep, before Piccolo arrived. So that flashback proves that Piccolo was just hanging out within earshot while Goku was getting beaten up and Gohan was being kidnapped. Uh, If he was your worst enemy, wouldn't you kind of want to watch, though? Yeah, I'm going to see how this one plays out. Can't we establish that's kind of Piccolo's thing? I mean, he spent two days (laughs) staring at Gohan anyway. (laughs) Piccolo likes to watch. He's kind of a creeper. He was basically there. Piccolo likes to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. No. So he was there the whole time. The whole time. He probably just followed Raditz. I think Piccolo might have said he, like, when he showed up, to talk to Goku said he was watching. <laughs> I don't know if he said that outright. We'll, we'll have to get that in our next issue of Dragon Ball Z Kai I've Corrections. I've been watching you, Goku. So uh, uh, Piccolo's plan uh, is to... What a good plan. Piccolo's plan is to blow up the fan. moon. He just blows up the fucking moon, you guys. He blows up the moon. Yeah, I, I, I really can't stress this enough. He blows up the fucking moon in this episode. And it's not a big deal. He blows it up just nope. as an, kind of an afterthought. Yeah, and everything's fine. To dust. Like it's like, totally the, fine. I can I can I just I can guarantee you nothing would be fine if the moon exploded. <laughs> the, I can well, guarantee the, you it would be like the worst thing that's ever happened in Earth's history. The ramifications would be devastating. The fucking debris Glo- coming down on Earth. The tides. The tides. Oh, I mean, oh do we really boy. need the moon? So yes. I, I, I like that immediately after this, he's talking about how, oh, 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 yeah, well, it's, yeah, well, because now they won't, now the Saiyans coming in a year won't be able to transform either. He's basically trying to convince himself that Piccolo okay. does this a lot in this episode, though, like <laughs> trying to convince himself that what he did was a good idea. I think Piccolo is in crisis a little bit, honestly. Piccolo's a little insecure, guys. Holy shit. Holy shit, I just blew up the moon. I just blew up the moon. What oh, the fuck? fuck? What the fuck? No, this was smart. No, it's okay. This was smart. Moon blows up, but Piccolo decides that's not enough. He takes a second Ugh. precautionary measure here. The second most insane uh, scene in this episode. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. he leaves. He rips Gohan's tail off. and Like it's attached by Velcro. <laughs> he just like, Pops it right it just, out. Just, it leaves just, the most upsetting looking hole I've ever seen on a human body. if they had covered that up but shown Goku's hole in his chest I would have been more comfortable yeah they do cover it up thank god Uh, Piccolo gives him Piccolo zaps him with a clothes laser just magic clothes and a magic sword just out of hammer space cool free shirt out of hammer space where he got this ability and who taught it to him and why it was ever developed? I have. So I feel like that would be an incredibly useful ability in battle. So many questions. If you were fighting someone and you were suddenly wearing six or seven shirts, it would be very <laughs> difficult for you to have significant mobility. Wow. Like seven turtlenecks. Yeah, exactly. Come at me. I've got my armor on. <laughs> this is my weighted training clothing. It would be, I mean, it would be heavy and hard to move around in for sure. So that's about it though Go, so, yeah. Piccolo kind of gives us this little evil like I'll see you in six months if you survive but if you don't die you're gonna wish you had oh and an oh and fun cape. little fun little note he's in a uh, a, 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 a gi similar to Goku's 
But the symbol on the back, while Goku says, I believe, turtle, representing that he's a student of Master Roshi, Piccolo has made a similar outfit, but the symbol says demon. I know this was... Which would make sense because hell exists. I know this was a one-off joke from, like, the first episode. No, the second episode, maybe. But, guys, the ghost adventures similarities are stacking up here. <laughs> oh, really? Because they, deal with, they deal with demons a lot in that show. Not, like, fictional demons... I mean, like, really, like, fictional demons no, because real demons, demons aren't fucking real, but they think they're real, which is what makes it great. Oh, actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I have to come clean. I think I, I realized I made a mistake. You cannot actually oh run a parallel to Kai. Kai goes to, like, 90-something episodes, and then they make a continuation to do the Boo Saga. Which, if you add those two together, it is, but... 167 uh, episodes. By the way, everybody, uh, here's a little plug for you. Uh, tomorrow, April 25th, the very first uh, part of Dragon Ball Z Kai, the final chapters, is released on Blu-ray by Funimation. Go get it. So by the time you hear this, it'll be like a week ago this stuff came out, so go get it. you gotta be ready. Once we get yeah, to that episode, those episodes, it's gonna be nuts. I'm pretty excited about that because I don't... Like, the Boo Saga was already pretty tight like in terms of like pacing and storytelling and lack of filler when it was on TV. So I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with that, how they're going to remix it to make it better. Oh yeah, we are going to we are going to mm -hmm. go on a big yeah. wild ride. That's like 2 years from now though for us. Oh, so Oh man. gosh. Yeah, this is a weekly show. <laughs> Unfortunately. Okay, we um but in the next episode though, in the next episode, we get to meet the man, the one, the only. <laughs> Oh, that was good. Yeah, no. Do that again. I, I kind of felt like I was choking a little bit. And so oh. we're and, and we're bringing back in the original in the ocean dub. Uh, they made they had set they made it just King Kai uh, liked jokes. Like he, he just, loved he, jokes. He just wanted people all about to make him. him. He just wanted people to make him laugh, and it made uh, led to some really awkward bad comedy. Kai has restored the original, uh, uh, and that is that King Kai just very specifically loves puns. <laughs> now, I don't remember if so this is exciting. filler, but I remember an episode where Tenshin Han is on King Kai's planet, and King Kai demands a joke from all of them before he will train them. And that that was a filler episode. That yes. was a filler fuck because man they did it they actually pulled it off pretty damn good I thought because Tension Hunt is like struggling to come up with a joke like struggling and he shouts at the top of his lungs like he is shooting a laser beam you can tune a piano but you can't tune a fish. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great because it's a fucking like you know the the fucking translation team had to make that shit up from whole cloth. Oh yeah, there's no Whatever it actually was could have been they, translated. They had, to fit, they had to fit it with the 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 mouth flaps and everything. That's oh another two a.m. like balled up paper up to your knees in the meeting room. A lot of cigarettes were smoked that night at each other's throats. Do it again! Fuck you! That's a terrible joke. My grandpa used to make that joke. It's the only thing that fits. <laughs> <laughs> so so guys, uh, we are really hitting some big time gaps between the two the between Kai and the original series. Uh episode 5 of Kai ends where episode 8 of Dragon Ball Z does. But Nice. Uh as we see in the next episode preview, we are at the end of of, of Snake Way in episode 6 of Dragon Ball Z Kai. That does not happen in Dragon Ball Z until episode 19. Holy wow. shit. 19. Yeah. Guys. What? Yep. So from episode 8 of Dragon Ball Z to episode 19 of Dragon Ball Z is 
almost entirely filler. So I'd just like to apologize to everyone in the same boat as me who watched that growing up and, like, had to watch it three fucking times. There is some really, like, oh, some, the filler in, in this, this first se- season is some really weird stuff. It's so We've bad. We've got Gohan makes a robot friend. Goku meets a weird lady who wants to fuck him. Kevin? But then just decides she wants to eat him. Kevin, can you pepper in a few fake ones in here and let, we'll see if we can find a real find them? <laughs> okay, all right. So we've all right. So uh, Gohan befriends some uh, some orphans, some some lovable scamps, Tin Shin Han and Launch, who is a character from Dragon Ball, who it's I Krillin's legit- ex girlfriend legitimately thought she had disappeared. A really weird episode where uh, Krillin uh, leads a military coup in South City, and it's it, it got really dark, guys. It was a pretty it was a pretty odd one. Yeah, they were uh, trying to draw really, some very strange parallels with like fit. Che Guevara. I mean, I would really like I would rebel if my if the president was a talking dog too. But I mean, they just took it to some really dark places, and I, I you know I don't think it worked well. <laughs> Gets very like motorcycle out. diaries, like very fast. So, <laughs> so um, Vegeta and Nappa on their way to Earth uh, des- decide they want to take a break. They stop on planet Arlia, which is a planet of bug people. They uh, liberate a kingdom of bug people uh, from oppression underneath a horrible tyrant and on their way out, blow the planet up. Which is the ballinest move I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> by the way. Like, hey. Is it, is, or is it dumb? It's amazing. <laughs> it's like, you're welcome for, for we're heroes. Thanks so much. It was such a pleasure. See ya. <laughs> Goku uh, gets a ride on a, a weird truck and then falls off the back of it into hell where he then has to take part in a series of bizarre athletic contests with a red and blue ogre uh named Gaz and Mez. This one's fake. Uh, Max? No. This one's Max? Fake. No. This one's not fake. This, this is oh real. Oh my god. This one's not it's... fake is the thing. Oh. That really happens. I have very clear memories of it. It's one of this is real. He has to take part in a series of athletic contests with two ogres named Gaz and Mez. Uh, and he steals a fruit from a tree that apparently increases his power or something. <laughs> but it's really goofy. Uh, Doesn't he end up in King Yemma's uh, desk after that episode? He pops up like underneath of him in some form. Yeah. Either his desk or yeah, he he's finds, like, like, underneath a, the chair. He finds or... like a secret exit out of hell that leads right back to King Yemma's office. Oh, yeah, because he's oh, got to run know, the entirety yeah. of the snake no, way yeah. again. I know, where I know what you off. mean now. Yeah, you're, you're, you're correct. He does what it. What a great does, way to put Phil in. He ends up in. right back at the beginning because of that. So that's some bullshit. We have an episode where Piccolo meditates, then splits in two and has a literal fight with himself. For no reason. Training, uh, you know? It's Namekian training. An episode where the C-team, uh, up on Kami's lookout, we get a little a little eye into their, into their special training. and it's, it's not going great. Oh, boy. So Kami sends them back in time, and they are murdered one by one by some filler Saiyans, and then <laughs> brought back to the present day, and they get to do it all again. How is that training? I know, right? They're like, they're, they're preparing for death. Tommy's like, hey, you guys are probably going to die, and I don't want it to, to, I don't want it to harsh your buzz too bad. Bum you so out here, too much. Here's a trial run. <laughs> oh, that warps my reality on this, man. And finally, uh, uh, Gohan turns into a monkey part two, where Gohan, despite having 
no tail and the moon no being moon. blown up transforms again because of a, a weird like there's another saiyan pod that's just empty but it's projecting a moon onto the sky and piccolo has to blow that up this feels like like a really bad dlc oh boy so yeah like all the filler is just <laughs> shitty dlc it really is Ball. and guys you i can't stress enough how lucky you are for not having to watch any of it goku's at the end of snake way and meets king kai and we are gonna see some real cool training guys are we all in agreement essentially about what the coolest moment in this episode is i don't know what do you think i mean i think it's piccolo blowing up the fucking moon yeah i'm with you it's definitely yeah it's it's definitely piccolo blowing up the moon absolutely yeah is that cooler than the makan kasapo the, oh, the double penetration. Oh, yikes. Oh, what a tough hurdle so, this oh, is. So this is. Yeah, this is the big This is the big matchup. The first big matchup. So blowing up the moon is extremely over the top. It's like as over the top as it gets. And yet we really see almost no consequences uh, from it, ultimately. <laughs> Do they ever fix it? Do they ever, like, use the Dragon Balls to fix it or something like that? To my knowledge, I don't think the moon ever gets wished back. They kind of are on a pretty pretty strict schedule as far as wishes go. For, for a lot of the series. Uh-huh, yeah, sure they do. I'm gonna have a lot of words about that later. <laughs> Max is the Dragon Ball police, Max Kostrak is. I'm the wish police, just, just man. People as, do not take wishes seriously in media. As far as the, the, the amount of time in which they can use the Dragon Balls, not necessarily their use of them. Okay. All I know is I'm gonna, like, twitch a little if we get a shot later on in the, the seasons where uh, we see a moon uh, on Earth. Or on next Earth. To Earth. Next to Earth. Not literally true. on Continuity Earth. That'd be, that'd be kind of bad, but... <laughs> also, wait. Saiyans get their power from the moon. Does every planet have a moon? What if the planet yeah, doesn't, the planet have, a doesn't have a moon? then Saiyans are actually at a disadvantage. They, I think they go into this uh, at some point. Does the moon have to be actually, a certain distance? Actually, I can uh, kind of well, semi Well, we that. will... There is an answer to that question. But do oh boy, we wanna, I look forward do to we want to get into that, or do we want to let that be a surprise? No, we'll let's, hold let's off. Let's let yeah. that be a surprise. Hold hold off. Uh, not yeah. just because I have to pee really bad. <laughs> hey, right there with you. Uh, so I went before which the podcast. I think that that we got to stick with the original Makan Kasapo. Uh, Me as too. The I gotta say, it's I, just so I fucking love awesome. the moon blowing. I feel like it's the but... defining moment of this arc. And uh, I mean, ultimately, the double penetration definitely has a, a, a more narrative fallout, more a more significant impact uh, versus Piccolo blowing up the moon, which is really just <laughs> kind of just. You'd fucking think that blowing up the moon would have a bigger impact on the narrative. Kind of- Kind of gets glossed over. Okay, good. So we're persisting until the next episode. Let's see, it continues to right. be to be continued. Thank you so much for listening to Zenkai Boost, your uh, the one and only uh, Dragon Ball Z Kai watch and review show, not in Portuguese. My name is Max Newland. I'm playing Corliss. I'm Kevin Hilrick, and I'm Max. Kostrak. And remember, power levels don't matter. 